Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. It is awesome to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, you're in the right place. Amen. I'm glad you're here, not at Walmart or <laughs> at, at J.C. Penney's or someplace, spending your money. You're in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many know today that God has something to say to you? And if you came in with the right frame of mind and the right heart, God is going to impart his words to you. And when you get the word of the Lord, listen, nothing can stop you. Because the word of God is powerful, effectual, it moves, it's quick, it's alive. How good it is to see so many people in the house of the Lord today. We've got a lot to do in so little time. And so we're, we, we, we want to get you prepped for the month of October. A lot of things are happening, amen. And so we're getting ready in the month of October. We're beginning a brand new series entitled, Thy Will Be Done. We're going to be getting into conversations about what it is to do the will of God, discovering the will of the Lord. And I pray today that that be your heart. I pray I'm looking around. I'm hoping that most of you, if not all of you, are in the frame of mind to say, I want to do the will of the Lord. And so we're going to be talking about doing the will of God. We're going to get into some conversations today that I know are going to be a blessing to your life. Amen. So I'm going to have you to stand. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of the Old Testament, in the book of 1 Kings. We'll begin reading some passages beginning at, 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 at verse uh, chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. We'll read through all the way through verse 16. And so if, if you're there, I'd like you to turn with me. This again is 1 Kings chapter 17. And we'll begin reading there. Of course, in this message entitled The Highs and the Lows, which is the first message in our series uh, entitled Thy Will Be Done. Amen. And as you're kind of getting your Bible there, my wife and I want to say thank you to everybody for your, your warm uh, recognition and your love and your tribute to our family uh, last Sunday. We are so thankful for all the gifts and, and all the cards and all the well wishes. Thank you so much, church family, for your love uh, uh, expressed towards my wife and I and, my, and our family. Amen. So if you're in First Kings chapter 17, again, I'm going to be reading through verse 1 all the way down through verse 16. And we're going to get into a conversation today, a message entitled, The Highs and the lows. Begin reading with me here. I am reading from the King James Version of my Bible. It begins like this in verse 1. It says, And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years, but according to my word. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn thee eastward, and hide thyself by the brook Shereth, that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. And so he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and dwelt by the brook Shereth, that is before Jordan. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning, and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the brook. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. 
And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me there of a little cake first, and bring it unto me. And after make for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, Neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. Y'all ready to get into this, man? We're going to dig into this for a little while. Y'all ready? Will y'all pray with me? We've got some work to do. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this time. So precious is this opportunity that we have to hear your voice. I pray today that minds be shaped. I pray today that hearts be pliable. I pray today that even just for these next 30 minutes that we just allow ourselves to be moved, stirred, corrected, guided by the very word of God. I pray help today for the family of faith, those that have come who need the help of God. I pray that as we come together under, under this roof, Father, that we know that there's power in the house of the Lord. Where two or three come together, we know that there's authority in the, in the midst of us. So we pray your help and strength. We pray these words fall on good ground, that it may yield back. Father, not 30, not 60. We pray a hundredfold here at Harvest Point Church. Let it be fruitful back into the kingdom of God. So we pray that together. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, before you see it, will you go greet somebody? When you go greet somebody, I want you to tell them there's the highs and there's the lows. Go find somebody and tell them there's the highs and there's the lows. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord. There are highs and there are lows. Grab somebody by the neck and tell them there are highs. And there are lows, the highs, and the lows. There are highs, and there are lows. If you're wise, you'll thank God for them lows. <laughs> it's easy to praise during the high time. It's the will of God to praise in the lows. Amen. Welcome to the house of the Lord.
Welcome to the house of the Lord. What a wonderful place to come in and hear the voice of God. I know that he's here. He's in the midst of us. Can already discern the presence of the Almighty. It's wonderful to be in the anointing of God. The presence and fellowship of the saints of God. Welcome to Harvest Point Church. I've got something really good to say today. So I figured I'd open it up with a, with a quote out of Romans chapter 10. Where Paul says this. How shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace, that bring glad tidings of good things. I've got something good to say. I've got something really magnificent to say to the church. Something extraordinary. If you allow it, just, just let it move through your spirit. Hear this. Jesus makes an invitation, a proclamation, if you will. I, I, I want to quote to you a passage of scripture. I'm doing this not just for you, for my brother Edward. I promise him I will quote this today. St. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Jesus says this. Listen, catch it. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Somebody say rest. Somebody say rest. Rest. rest, rest. I, I want you to hear it again. Jesus is, is heralding out to the church, to the family of faith. Come unto me, everybody that's working, and you're just sick and tired of having to work. If, if Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. You're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. He said, and I will give you rest. Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. And then he follows that with an admonition. He says, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Did, did you know, church, that if you profess faith in Christ, you should be at rest. Let me say that one more time for anybody that says that they're a person of faith. For we know a lot about faith. For faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And how should they hear unless they have a preacher? We know a lot about faith. We use faith in every mechanism and every mode of the church. But are you at rest? We know that without faith, we cannot please God. For those that come to us believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. But are you at rest? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But are you at rest? Are you at rest? Have you stopped working? Or are you still trying to figure it out? 
you get your pad and paper, your calculator, and figure out how everything's going to come together? Or have you stopped working? Jesus says, I've come that you no longer have to work because I'm going to do the work for you. Do you believe that? You, you know, Paul gives wonderful admonitions in the scripture. Some of you know that, that Paul says to examine yourselves to see if you're in the faith. Prove yourselves therein. You consider yourself a woman, a man of faith? If so, are you at rest? Isn't it Apostle Paul who says that, that, that even in our salvation, that we should work out our salvation with fear and trembling? Well, why would we have to be fearful? He gives us that admonition in Hebrews chapter 4. How many know this passage? You'll be surprised how much Bible you know. Watch this. How many know the passage of Scripture? This is Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. How many know this passage? The Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even dividing asunder of soul and spirit of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. How many know that passage? How, how many know Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16? Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. Do you know that the context of those verses comes out of Hebrews 4 in the act that you should be at rest? Let me say that one more time. That you should be at rest. You know what Paul says? Paul says this. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says, Let us therefore fear, lest any promise being left to us of entering into his rest. Any of you should fall short of it. Are you at rest? Is your life now filled, filled with the understanding of your faith that God has it? That he's going to handle it. Is there anybody here today who said, you know what, Pastor, I'm just, I'm just kicking back. I know my God's God, and I don't got to be stressed and worried, you know. I don't got to come to church with a frown on my face and, and angry with God about why is this and why is that. You just know that God has it all under control. Anybody here believe that God has it under control? Will you give your neighbor a high five and say, God's got it under control? He specializes in that kind of stuff. God's got it. Did you know that if you're going to do the will of the Lord, you've got to understand that there's going to be some lows in your life? Lows in your life. L-O-W-S. Lows in your life. And Jesus knows intuitively that if you're always trying to work things out, if you don't give room to the low, you'll never see the high. So Jesus says, let me do the work. But knowing that faith of itself produces highs and lows. The will of God produces highs and lows. You just got to know what it is to be abased, humble in the kingdom of God. How many have ever heard of the resume of David? David gives you a resume. It's called Psalms 23. But ever heard the resume of David? Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. Listen, I shall not want. In other words, I don't know where he's going. I'm just glad he's leading. 
Y'all didn't hear what I just said because you always trying to figure everything out. Let me say it one more time. I'm just glad that God's in control. I'm glad that he's my guide. I don't know where he's going exactly. I just know that he's going to lead me into green pasture. Let me say still waters. The Lord is my shepherd. Here, I shall not want. I don't have no direction. I'm not telling God where to go. He tells me where to go. I'll give it to you like this. Maybe you don't like Psalms 23. Maybe you like this verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How many know that verse? Philippians 4.13. Everybody knows that. If you don't know that verse, you know it now. Real easy to say. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What a beautiful passage, right? You could take, there's some verses that you can't take out of context. You could take that one out of context. You just, you just grab Philippians 4.13 and just quote it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter where you're going through, no matter what the situation is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? The problem is you would probably be better to put it back in the context because Paul is talking about something. Paul is talking about something that he's learned. You remember Jesus? When he says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'm going to give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and what? Learn of me. Because there's some things we got to learn about Jesus. If you're ever going to be at rest. Paul says this, verse 11, Philippians 4:11. Let me give it to you in context. Paul says this. Not that I speak in respect to want, because this isn't about want. Look at your neighbor and say, it's not about what you want, it's what God wants. So let's get that straight. This is not that I speak in respect to want. Watch Paul. For I have learned. Let, 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 me, let me just let that settle. You know, sometimes, you know, when you make manudo, you can't eat it real fast. You got to let it simmer down and get thick. Right, you got to let sometimes soup taste better on the second day because it kind of just mixes up and the broth gets right, you know. Let me say that one more time. He says, not that I speak in respect to want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. For I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in everything, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to be abased and to suffer need. What is he saying? I know what it is to be in the high and the low. Did you know that the will of God has the highs and the lows? And you're never going to get high until you get low. Did you know that God assumes that you're going to take the responsibility of being low? So that when the low time comes, the enemy doesn't come and accuse God of not being rich. Let me say that one more time, man. Sometimes I go too fast and I don't know if I got somebody with me. Should have been like 20 amens right there. Do you know that the enemy will come and whisper in your ear and say, you see what's going on here? You have need, you have lack, and God ain't taking care of you and God doesn't think about you. And there's something going on and you're outside of God's plan and the will of God ain't with you. Not realizing that it's out of the low that God takes you high. Give your neighbor a high five. Give him a high five and then say, hit me down low, baby. Because there's the highs and the lows. Highs and the lows. There's highs and the lows. 
Do you know that Paul gives the admonition? He says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind, hear me, friend, let this, make up your mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. And the Bible says, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Somebody say, that's the low. You see, that's the low point of the ministry of Christ. This is where the enemy thought he'd take occasion to swoop in and take his life. But he didn't realize that when he took his life that Jesus said, this command have I, I have the power to lay down my life and to pick it right back up again. You see, I'm going to go low so that I can get high in God. The Bible says, therefore, God has also highly exalted him and given him a name which is above all of the names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow where the things in heaven and things on earth are under the earth. And God has given him a name, the Bible says, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Somebody say hallelujah. Give your neighbor a high five. Say hit me down low. You got to know the highs and the lows. Somebody say there's highs and lows. There's highs and there are lows. It's what I call the crosswalk. The highs and the lows. See, if you don't humble yourself, you can't follow Jesus. Because there are highs and there are lows. Do you know that the Bible says in Luke chapter 9, somebody enamored by the ministry of Jesus, struck by the power of God and the ability of Christ, that he said to the Lord, Lord, I will follow you whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus looked at him and said, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man have no place to lay his head. See, if you follow me, we're not staying at the Crown Plaza tonight. We're not going to be at the Carlton Ritz. We're not going to be at the Days Inn. We're not going to be at Holiday Inn Express. Listen, we may sleep out in the open field. Can you imagine that Jesus in ministry didn't even have a pillow to lay down on his head. He said to one, follow me. And he says, I'll follow you, but first let me go bury my father. He said, let the dead bury the dead, but you go preach the kingdom of God. Listen, we don't got time for you to bury everybody. You know there's a lot of people in your life that, let me, let me show you the generation I live in. There's a lot of people in your life, you'll call them and say, hey, what you doing Friday? Say, well, what you doing? You say, I was thinking about going to eat and catching a movie, but I'll get back to you. What they're saying is, if something more exciting shows up, let me say that one more time for somebody because people have been dissing you and you didn't know they was dissing you. They, they said, well, I'll get back to you. What you doing again? I'm going to go eat and watch. I'll get back to you. What they're saying is, I don't know if what you're doing is exciting enough. Let, let, me, let me see if something better doesn't show up, I'll hang out with you.
You got a lot of friends like that. If you got something good going on, better than what they got going on, they'll come hang. Listen, when you follow Jesus, I don't know where it might go. I don't know what's going to happen. Jesus said, listen, I don't know if we'll be back in time to bury somebody. There are highs and there are lows in the kingdom. And God isn't going to accommodate your little schedule. You're not on his time. You're not, he's done on your time. You're on his time. Well, you look at your neighbor and say, you're on God's time, baby, not your time. And then we say, Lord, Lord, I'll follow you. But first, let me go say goodbye to all that are at my house. You know what Jesus says? No man that puts his hand to the plow is fit for the kingdom of God. There's highs and there's lows. When you serve God, there's going to be some good days. There are going to be some bad days. And if, ever, if anybody ever preached to you that this is going to be nothing but, you know, a bed of roses and you're going to be tiptoeing through the tulips, they lied to you. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and violent people lay hold of it. Listen, there are highs and lows in the kingdom of God. And baby, you've got to humble yourself if you're going to follow Jesus. In fact, Jesus says this, if any man desires to come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. Because you're going to have to learn the crosswalk to get over to the promises of God. <laughs> baby, there's a way to cross over. It's called humility. I know your palate craves caviar, but you're going to get a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I know you like bone and ribeye, but God said, listen, that's my business. All you got to do is bring the spam. <laughs> oh, you're talking about I'm going to get some Italian sausage and pasta, baby. You're going to be eating Vienna sausage tonight and crackers. This is a kingdom. God didn't promise you all that. There's highs and lows. And if you don't get in your mind that there's going to be some tough times in your life, God didn't leave you. God didn't forsake you. This is all part of his will to teach you what it is to walk with him. So what that you got a tough time? Quit crying. Grow up in the kingdom of God. Man, listen, it's time for you to grow up. It's time for me to pop that nipple out of your mouth and say it's time to get on with the business of God. So what that you got to low? When you go low, God's going to go high. God's about to do something in your life you never thought God would be able to do. My God said if a man will exalt himself, if a man will humble himself, he'll exalt him. Hear me when I say it, church, that you got to go low to get high. So what that you're in a tough time? Grow up. Get over yourself. That's how God promotes you and takes you into better things. Somebody say hallelujah. You can't do it without God anyway. Somebody say hallelujah. Right, you say, well, preacher, what is humility? Humility is complete and utter dependence on God. Baby, you need to know where everything comes from. You need to know that God is your source. You need to know that you can't do it. Just as Jesus says the Son of Man can do nothing of his own. It's God that does it. Will you look at your neighbor and say, it's God that does it. So it's time for you to rest. 
Rest. You need rest. Well, preacher, how do I rest? You got to be humble. You got to humble yourself. You got to abase yourself. got to rest. Rest, rest, rest. Just rest. Well, preacher, you don't know. Shut up. Rest. Well, you don't know what they said. Shut up. Rest. Quit worrying about all that. It's just noise. Jesus says, come unto me. Learn of me. If Jesus had to depend, so do you. If Jesus had a tough day, so do you get a tough day. If Jesus suffered, you have to suffer. Friend, listen, there's going to be highs and lows, and it's all part of the will of God, and it's all the working of faith. Do you know that God can't use you until you humble yourself? The work of God doesn't begin until you learn how to abase yourself. So you quit making assumptions about God and you just humble yourself. Is that too rich? Is that too deep? You should have already humbled yourself. Listen, if you haven't figured out by now, you can't do it. How old are you now? Haven't you figured it out? You can't do it. Listen, your life is a mess because you tried to do it. And the work that you're in is trying to fix the things that you've been doing. Why not just let go and let God take over and say, I'm going to rest a little while. I'm going to get some peace in mind in the spirit of God. Jesus, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and take over. There's highs and lows in the kingdom of God. God didn't leave you. He brought you to that low place. Some of you need a lot of lows in your life. I, I would contend that many of you serve God better when you're at a low point. I've seen you at a high point. When you're at a high point, you don't even come to church, right? You don't even open up your Bible. Sometimes you don't even think to pray. Oh, but when you reach the low, man, you're you praying and you're interceding and you're in church and you're saying hallelujah and you're digging out the word and you're studying God because you want to get out of the place that you're in. Ah, but if you learn that the low is part of the kingdom of God, it's part of the will of God, well, you can just kind of kick your head back and say, it's all part of the lows. I can, I can relax. Jesus got it, man. All I got to do is stay humble and just know that if I have to eat this spam for another week, I'll be all right. If, it, if it's ramen noodles all week, I'm going to make it. Listen, I'm going to get through. I mean, God's with me, man. If God be for me, then tell me. Then tell me who can be against me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just got it. Highs and lows, highs and lows. Even when you're hearing from God, the literal voice of God. Look, look, at, look at Elijah. I, I, I submit to the church an, an introspection, uh, an example of the life of Elijah. I present it to the church as a case study, a, a case in point. Here's Elijah. We've never even heard of Elijah. He's from Tishba. He's, a, he, he, he's of Gilead. We don't know nothing about him other than his name. The Lord is my God. We don't know nothing about Elijah. He just shows up. And where does he show up? He shows up in a high. He's before King Ahab. Declaring the word of the Lord. That it's not going to rain until he says it rains. They're not going to be due on the ground until he says they're going to be due. 
He's in front of the king. He's, in a, he's talking to the highest man in the land. And no sooner than he addresses King Ahab, God says, go. Go hide. Go hide yourself at the brook Shereth. You see, he got a low. I want you to go, Elijah, and I want you to go to the brook Shereth because you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to sustain you there. You're going to drink out of the pond of water there, and I'm going to send birds to feed you, ravens. He leaves the king's palace, and he goes to Shereth. Shereth is a symbolic meaning of being cut off, to be cut away, to be cut down. So here's Elijah at the apex. As soon as we see him, he's doing and working in the uttermost parts, the highest parts of government. And now we see him all by himself, being tended to by birds. The Bible says that Elijah was in Shereth, being cut down. Being fed by birds, who all of Israel says is an unclean thing. I don't know if the meat was cooked. I don't know if he has to fry it in a pan. But there he is, Elijah. You know him. I mean, Elijah ain't no joke. I got the whole spectrum of the scriptures telling me that even the prophet Elijah, that God promised he would send him before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. The the last chapter of Malachi where God said where he was going to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children. And the children back to the father. Let's God smite the earth with curse. Him, Elijah. We all know that even Jesus said that the the spirit of Elijah was on the person we call John the Baptist. We know that, that, that Elijah was swooped up by a chariot of fire. In so much that we know that he's one of the last witnesses that's going to come in Jerusalem and call fire out of heaven again. Him, Elijah, is being tended to by birds. The Bible says that, 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 that as he's being cut away, he's drinking from the brook. But it's starting to dry up. I can imagine Elijah's mouth on a pond of dirty water. The voice of the Lord comes. says, Elijah... I want you to go to Zarephath because there's a woman there that I've commanded to sustain you. Do, do, do you know that from, from Sereth being cut away to Zarephath is 100 miles? In the midst of a drought, there's famine, it's hot. I've got to walk 100 miles. Lord, are you sure? Couldn't you just put this woman around the block? I got to walk. Have you ever walked 100 miles? Some of you haven't walked 100 miles in a whole year. If it would have been you, the Bible would have never been written. We'd still be waiting for you to show up at Zarephath. Why does she have to be so far away? Notice that he gets up. He's been cut down. He's ebbed away. He's walking in, in the truest sense of humility. He gets over to Zarephath, and who does he find? He finds the woman there. The problem is she's not in the palace. Uh, She's not the town butcher. She's not the town baker. What does he find? He finds a woman in dire straits. She's picking up sticks to make a small fire to start a place where she can cook a cake, and her and her son can eat that cake and die. 
How's she going to sustain me? See, most of us would have got there because we don't have humility. We just would have got there and said, ah, oh, God missed this one. <laughs> nah. It don't look like she got no, uh, Lord, let, let, me, let me go back and pray. Let me see if I can get what God was really saying to me. No, that's the woman. That's her, Elijah. She's the one who's going to sustain you. Well, Lord, it doesn't look like she has anything at all. No, that's her. I've commanded her to sustain you. And Elijah speaks into her humility. Let me share a story with you. I only got 10 minutes, so I got to make it fast. Years ago when the Lord prompted me to move into the nation of Ethiopia to establish a missionary work, I went down there to preach a circuit. We were, we were not only building the ministry there, but we were building churches, and I was on a preaching circuit. I was preaching 15 days straight from morning to end. Uh, probably every service, the people there, uh, they were not, I could not preach an hour. They said, we want you to preach three, four hours. So what I did is I would preach like four messages at a time because they were so hungry. And at the end of the seventh day, some of y'all have shared the story, I preached in the demonic capital of the world, Shashamani, Ethiopia. One of the, the single greatest miracle in my ministry happened in that field in Sashamani, where a boy that had been born crippled walked for the first time in his life. He was eight years old. My missionary told me, he said, Pastor, you need to be careful because when, people, when the, the, all the ministers there, when they get enamored by you, they want to honor you, they're going to feed you. And I was already tired Seven days, imagine this, I'm preaching probably anywhere from seven to eight hours a day. And if anybody's ever preached, you know how tired you get after you preach. You need to rest. That's why sometimes when I leave here, I just go, I want to be by myself because I'm just so fatigued, right? And so I'm seven, eight hours a day preaching and teaching and talking and ministering. For seven days, I was so completely exhausted. I said to myself that, that, that after the ministry, I said, we're going to go eat. Now, you may not know this, but, but Ethiopia was, in their history, the nation of Italy tried to overtake them. And so while the Italians was there, the Ethiopians learned how to make spaghetti. And so I said to myself, the little, the hotel that I was staying in, I said, well, when I, when I get finished, I'm going to go back. The, 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 we're all going to go eat, but I'm just going to order me some spaghetti. And I'm going to eat that spaghetti, and I'm going to go back to my room. I'm going to rest because the next day was my day. I had one day of rest. On the eighth day, I was able to go. They were going to take me to a place where I could rest. And so while I was there, uh, the, every, all the pastors were there, and, and I was sitting down, and Bruhano, who coordinated the, the, the event, he stood up and he acknowledged the, the brothers and sisters. He was so enamored. The Lord did mighty miracles, blah, blah, blah. And he said some wonderful things about me. And I said, thank you, Bruhano. We sat down. And so I ordered my spaghetti. There's only two things on the menu. Bowl of spaghetti or a bowl of meat. I know. Just listen to that. It didn't say ribeye. It didn't say carne asada. It didn't say none of that. It just said bowl of meat. I was already feeling a little sick. And so I ordered the spaghetti. I said, I'm going to eat the spaghetti. They have mineral water. I'm going to drink some mineral water. Spaghetti, I'm going to back and I'm going to go to sleep. So when I sat down, I noticed that Brujano ordered the bowl of meat. It was a bowl about that, that deep, about that wide. And in there was a knuckle of something. Two bones were sticking out of it. It was a joint, something you could get and you kind of bend like this, right? The soup, the broth was like gravy, but it was yellow. 
I remember saying to myself, thank you, Holy Spirit, for your wisdom that I ordered the spaghetti. But while I sat from the corner of my eye, peripherally, I saw a hand. The Ethiopians don't use for knives and forks. They use what they call a bread. It's anjari. It's made out of a spore. It has a sour taste to it. But it looks like a pancake. He tears that thing open, reaches down into that bowl, and from his hands dripping with that, that yellow stuff, it's right here on the corner of my face. I don't want to look that way. I'm keeping my eyes this way. And Finally, I knew I had to turn. He's trying to honor me. He's doing this out of a humility. So I turned and, and I said, Bruhano, and I tapped his back. Please, please, Pastor, let me, let, let me feed you this. And so he stuffed it all in my mouth. I couldn't even close my lips. And when I closed it, the yellow stuff came down the sides of my mouth. And I, I got it down. And I tapped him and said, thank you. So much, bro. I said, you enjoy that, man. You need to eat that. Keep going, brother. He kept coming back and back. He stopped when I finished the whole of it. Needless to say, I went back to my room sicker than I was before I started. The Holy Spirit had led my sister. And I didn't even know this. When I was about to leave, I was going to be gone for almost a whole month. She says, brother, I brought you some snacks. She bought me a, a paydays, a little thing, a you know, six paydays, six snicker bars, cashew nuts, things like that. I didn't know that those were going to save my life. I was down to my last snicker bar. I remember the next day they got up, all the Land Rovers came, we're getting in, we have an entourage, I'm driving. And, and as we're driving, I remember holding that snicker bar in my hand. Saying, Lord, I want you to bless this snicker bar. I remember, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I, I look back to see the calorie intake. 260 calories. I said, Lord, you need to make this more than 260. It needs to be like 300. I need help. I need strength. And, and I remember I was looking at it. And, and, and as we were going to my rest, uh, there, we were going down this road and, and we stopped. And, and I remember I said, well, why don't we stop? And Solomon says, well, Pastor, there's some silverback gorillas on the road. And, and you can't honk at them because if you honk at them, they'll come turn your car over. So we just got to wait until they're finished, you know, foraging. And then we'll continue on. And I remember I leaned back. I, I never forget this like it was yesterday. I remember I leaned back and I put my head against the, the window like this. And I, I said to the Lord, Lord, if I can, oh, Lord, if I can but have some cheese and crackers. Not, not the kind of cheese, Lord, that's like curds. I, I, I mean real cheese, God. Some cheese and and some crackers. Oh, that would be nice. Got my eyes closed. You know I'm daydreaming. It'd be nice. Drink some nice tea and some cheese and crackers. But I get my strength back. Oh, Lord. And from out of nowhere, I begin to think, oh, you know, it'd be nice. A roast. Mm. With potatoes and carrots, you know, in the fall, you know, the kind you put in the fall and you just put in there, you don't even touch it, you put garlic and stuff in it, and you just let all the juices get all over everything. I, I said, oh Lord, that would be nice. But brother and sister, that doesn't exist there. It's a fantasy. Nobody has cheese and crackers and nobody has a roast there. 
But I was just daydreaming. I was just daydreaming, whatever. If I had that, I would come back to strength, God. I would go back this next seven days and preach fire and fury. I'd be, I'd, I'd be everything you need me to be. And all of a sudden, the car started moving. The, the gorillas left. And we pulled up to the compound. We, we at Harvest Point actually owns a compound there. And when I got there, Gedehun said, well, you're going to meet all the people there and all the people that are employed, Pastor, because of your faithfulness in the Lord. And, and they know you're coming, so everybody's waiting for us. And I remember we pulled up, and as we pulled up, the, the cars, all the people started coming out of these huts and places, and, and, and there was all kinds of people. And I remember when I got out, I said, I'm, I told the Lord, Lord, I'm going to hug these people. I'm going to kiss a few of them, but I'm going to go to my room and go to sleep, and I'm going to eat the snicker bar. Remember, Lord, you got to move on this snicker bar. Lord, you got to do something. You, you got to help me. I'm going to go to sleep, and tomorrow you're going to make me whole again. And as soon as I got out of the, I stepped out of, the, I stepped out of the, the, the vehicle, and I put my feet on the ground, the people thronged me. And there in the middle was a white woman, Caucasian woman, from Switzerland. Switzerland. Her name was Terhiki. This woman fell to the ground. She put her head between my feet, grabbed the heels of my shoes, started to weep. And I'm stuck there, and there's a woman at my feet saying, I thank God that you're here. Oh, man of God, I thank God for you. Oh, the father of the ministry, I'm so privileged. I'm so honored to meet you. And I'm so moved by her, her humility that I reached down to grab her. And I said, no, 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 stand up, stand up. You, you don't have to honor me that way. And then she grabbed my hands and with tears rolling down her eyes, she says, I'd be so honored if you came and ate with me at my house today. And I said, oh, man. <laughs> but her humility drew me in. I was looking at her eyes with tears in them. She she was just at my feet. How am I going to say no? So I said, Tirhiki, I would be honored to eat at your house tonight. She says, I already have the food prepared. Come when you're ready. I went and I took a shower. I'm crying in the shower because I'm saying, Lord. <laughs> if I see that bowl of meat, God, I... Lord, Lord, move. I walk into the house. She sits me down. She, you, know, you know, the compound that we have is American standard. It's running water, filtered water. It's a nice place. You, th th there's heating. It doesn't have air conditioning, but there's heating. And, and I remember she sat me down in a real nice chair. And Gedehun, who you'll see in December, he's going to come minister. He sat next to me. And, and I remember when I came in, I, I, I did one of these. And I said, that smells familiar. Didn't know what it was. It just smelled right. And I remember I sat down, and all of a sudden, she sits down in front of me a cup, a, a, a coffee cup. But I noticed that there was, there was a little bag, a tea bag, and on the end of the tea bag was a little piece of paper. And, I, and, and it shocked me for a moment. I, I had to kind of like shake my head. I looked again, and it said, Lipton. I said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that's right. I got some sugar. I said, yeah, 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 yeah. We're going the right way. We're going the right way. We're going the right way. And so I'm drinking the tea. As I'm drinking this tea, it's so wonderful. I'm just drinking it. Real slow. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. 
she sits down in front of me, a tray of crackers and cheese. I said to myself, I, I started to weep. As soon as I saw it, tears came down my eyes. I, I closed my face and I started to weep. And she's there in the kitchen doing some stuff. And she says, uh, man of God, about three months ago, my sister who lives in Switzerland, uh, she, she sent me a letter and she said, I'm going to be sending some things to you. And, and, and when I read in the letter, she says, I'm sending a few things. Some stuff's going to come in some dry ice, but I'm going to send you some stuff. And she says that as soon as she read that, the spirit of the Lord spoke to her. And he told her this, do not eat that cheese and crackers. Because I'm sending my son to you. He's going to need the cheese and crackers. So wait. You'll know who he is. I'll tell you who he is when he shows up. She says, when I heard that you were coming, the spirit of God said, that's him. Get the cheese and the crackers out. He needs that. So, so, so I'm, I'm eating. And then she says, it's time to eat. I didn't want to go to the table. I, I said, I'll just eat the cheese. Whatever you made is okay. I, I'll stay right here. I'll eat this whole block. It was the best cheese I ever had in my life. From Switzerland. How many know the Swiss, Swiss can make some good cheese? It's called Swiss cheese. Come on, somebody. And I, I, I was eating it, right? I was enjoying it. And she said, come. I said, well, hold on. Give me, give me a few more minutes. And I, I ate a few more. I said, I don't know what they're going to serve me over here, but I've eaten enough cheese and crackers. I'm going to make it. I sit down at the table. And she pulls out of the oven a tray wrapped in foil. She sets it down in front of me. She pulls the foil back. And all kinds of steam comes up. And I look in there and what I see is a roast and potatoes and carrots. And she says, you know what, man of God? The Holy Spirit told me when my sister sent me this roast, he says, don't you eat that roast. Don't you touch them carrots. Don't you touch them potatoes because I'm sending my son over to you. And when he gets there, you're going to know it's him. And I want you to serve it to him because this is what he needs to do my work. You see, there are some highs and some lows, but you need the low to get high with God. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody that you're going to need the low to get over to the high. <laughs> Let me say this to you, brothers and sisters. Do you know, you can stay standing because I'm done. Listen, I just want you to hear this. I want you to know that it was her humility that introduced me to the will of God. Had she not bowed in front of me, had she just said, listen, uh, oh, I'm glad you're here. You want to come to my house? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to rest. I'm tired. I would have made an excuse. But do you know that it was her humility that brought me into the will of God? How could I say no to her humility? The Bible tells me, the 22nd chapter of the book of St. Luke, that the disciples were in the upper room arguing about who was going to be the greatest. Who is going to be the hoop to do in the kingdom? Jesus is trying to give implementation to a new covenant by body and by blood. And so Jesus, while he saw them arguing, who's going to be the best? No, I'm the greatest. No, I'm going to be the greatest. The Bible says Jesus went and took off all his clothes, girded himself, put on a loincloth, filled up a basin with water, and he came. And you know what he did? He washed their feet.
Peter said, you call me Lord, and rightfully so. But if I be your Lord, be your master, if I can wash your feet, then you ought to wash the feet of others also. In other words, if you want to be great, you've got to be the lowest of them all. Do you know that our Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And if any man will hear my voice and open up the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. Do you know that today your, your Savior was a servant of all? Humble, broken. So that we might through his brokenness, through his example, experience the heights of the will of God. Check this out. You know the story, right? So he goes to the widow Zarephath. He says, listen, bake me a cake first. He pulls out of her what God requires to do a miracle. The Bible says the oil didn't fail. The flour kept baking. Do you know that that same woman, her son dies? Because there's always highs and lows. This woman entreated by, 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 by this man, uh, Elijah, he's now living. She, he, he's staying with this widow. She's, she's sustaining him with, a, with bread and with, and with water. And the Bible says that while he was there, her son died. You see, there's highs and lows. But they're there out of the low. How many know that out of the low, God makes the high? There's, there's power in that. There's ability in that low season, in that, in that place where you might be at today. Do you know that the Spirit told me of, and I'm going to say this out of an honesty. I've been at, I've been at Shereth for many months now. And I keep seeing miracle after miracle. The hand of God moving upon things like I've never seen God move. Why? Because I'm in a place of humility with God. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Listen to the prophet Isaiah. Oh, how thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. Oh, how art thou been cut down to the earth, how thou did weaken the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne before the stars of God. That I'm going to also sit in the mount of the congregation. You know these passages. How thou said that will ascend even before the heights of the clouds. That I will be like the most high. You know what, my brother and sister? You need to humble yourself. Humble yourself before God. Quit complaining about the lack. Receive it as an act of humility before God. Yeah, you don't have enough, but God moves in that. Yeah, there's a problem, there's a situation, but that's where God shows himself faithful. Humble yourself before the Lord. We have to quit complaining, quit grumbling, quit telling God we don't have enough, when in reality, we're at a place where God can produce the miracle. Y'all know the story. This woman comes and her son passes. And it's Elijah who goes back, says, give me that baby. He beseeches God, and that child comes back to life. Why? Because he's in humility. Friend, can I encourage you today? Can I have you all stand? Just I'm, I'm going to end. I don't want to keep you longer than what you want to stay. But I think you understand how divine this moment is. Jesus is trying to draw you in out of his humility. Will you come? 
Are you here? Jesus is trying to draw you in. He's saying, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. He says, I'm going to give you rest. He says, but take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly. Yeah, you got a low part in your life. There's something going on. There's a lack. There's a situation. There's a problem. It's okay, brother and sister. It's the will of God. It's how he moves. Don't be alarmed. It's not a lack of faith. It's the will of God. It's how it works. There's the highs and there's the lows. Can I ask you to draw in if you're here today and you've got a low part? Maybe you say, well, preacher, there's a lack. There's an indifference. There's a thing. Could you come to the altar? Could I draw you in by the humility of Christ? He said, I know what it is to not have enough. I know what it is to travail, to not know if you're going to have lunch or not, to not know where you're going to sleep, where you're going to lay your head, to be uncertain about a decision or a thing. Maybe the doctor gave you a bad report. Maybe there's something going on and the enemy is causing you to accuse the Lord that he didn't watch over you, that, that, that it slipped his mind, that, that, that calamities come over your life and you wonder, well, well, where is God in all of this? And I'm here to tell you, if you'll humble yourself, you'll find him.